<laughs> Welcome to our podcast again. This is on Still Lips. My name is um, Ifoma on Watcher, and my host is or co-host is <laughs> it's Ayobola me or Lagoke. Oh, Ayobola me. No, I call yes. you Bola. So, what does Ayobola me mean actually? Because I know you're very um, intentional about getting your name right. Yes, I'm very intentional about getting my name right, and you will not believe it. Ayobolami is actually a name I gave myself. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, it's a name I gave myself. What does it mean? And it means that my joy, because my name is Bola, and it just means that I met wealth at home, so that there's a lot of wealth around me. And then I added the joy in the beginning to say that my joy and my wealth come together. Ah, awesome awesome hopefully that joy and wealth will come very soon because i know i'll benefit from it absolutely i'm actually giving myself a name my own name is um now that you say that i actually thought ayobolami was your first name but my name is watching emelu mm-hmm. uh, or watching emelu and that mm-hmm. means um a child that God overdoes for. Yeah. And I gave myself that name because I mean, you know, despite my weakness and my silliness mm-hmm. and my disobedience and stubbornness, mm-hmm. God is always still so merciful and He's always mm-hmm. He always still comes through for me. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think I just see God as a father that just looks down on me and thinks this silly child. Come mm-hmm. so let me help you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And everything. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's interesting. I didn't, I didn't realize Ayobola was in your name. Uh, and I've known you this long and I just thought it was your first name everybody oh. thought so you know, I now have because I'm giving it to myself I believe it's my name I bear it mm-hmm. all the time yeah the very long name is Ayolua Bolami which means the joy of the Lord has now met with my wealth so it's awesome. just like yeah so yeah that's awesome. it and it all comes from you know one of the things that I think about is you know how the Lord changed Jacob's name to Israel I don't even know what it means but I just know that there is a significance in name there's a significance in our identity in Christ and you know when you put your feet down and you say to God this is who I am this is the child of the person that I am you know it gives you that comfort blanket around you knowing fully well that yes I'm a daughter of a king Yes, yes, yes. I think one of I think one of our series must be up the, the, the what 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 is what is to a name name. Mm-hmm. I, I mm-hmm. think names are really really powerful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, yeah. Yes. Um. And actually, that probably leads us nicely into our second part of, of what we're talking about today, which is sickness, yes. right? Yep. And and some, so talking about sickness in a child because mm. you know, people people can handle maybe sickness for themselves mm-hmm. or sickness in an adult, but when it's mm-hmm. a child that is sick, you know. Mm-hmm a lot of people struggle with it and i mean yeah. i'm one of those people that actually hate to see kids mm-hmm. suffer mm-hmm. and when i see kids suffer you know it just mm-hmm. affects me emotionally mm-hmm. i'm a wreck i don't mm-hmm. like to see kids suffer mm-hmm. and um and i know growing up one of the things i used to say to myself was mm-hmm. um, you know the things that i was afraid of was having a child that was ill mm-hmm. and and now <laughs> i think about that i'm like why do you even say that that Mm-hmm. I used to be so concerned about having a child that wasn't well, mm-hmm. um, and you know, and um, so then I, you know, I have my first child. Thank God, he's all right. Mm-hmm. And then my second child, um, and and the reason why I said about the name is because that because based on his birth, mm-hmm. that was actually why he why we gave him the name he has. Wow! Um, and his name means 
you know, in spite of everything, give thanks mm. to God. To God, mm. you know. Um, mm. So I, you know, I, mm. I, I, I don't know. You know, I had my second son. I mean, mm. the only thing I knew at the time mm. when I was pregnant was that mm. he would have a club foot, and mm. a club foot meaning that one of his feet, and it was just one, mm. was, was turned in. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that was what they found out when I was pregnant. Yeah, and you know, and, and I, and you know, and I came back crying because. Um, and my husband was had traveled um that that period I had gone f- for um for my scan mm-hmm. and he wasn't around so it was just me and I can remember crying mm-hmm. and um when they told me and the nurse was saying to me oh you know out of all the things that can be wrong with the child this if if I had to pick one this is what I'll pick mm-hmm. and uh, and I you know sometimes I'm like maybe I should have prayed against this and who knows right but I just kind of said okay fine no problem. Um, I prayed about it. I told God, you know, mm. this baby's yours. It's in your hands. And, you know, and I pray that it will be okay. And then they were giving me examples of people that had been born with cloth with like Steven Gerrard and, you know, okay. and doing, doing okay. great things. <laughs> so I was like, okay, no problem. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it wasn't that bad after all. Mm. Um, I told them, you know, so, um, and, I, and I also thought, because I normally don't check to see the sex of my baby or anything. Yeah, yeah. But um, I genuinely thought I was having a girl because, you know, he was so calm in my tummy compared to his um, older brother that was always <laughs> fighting and running around and I felt like he was playing football in my tummy. I just thought maybe this was be a girl because we're just the, the, the pregnancies were so different. Mm. Um, and then I had him, and yes, and you know it was. It took him. A, it took them a while to get him out and everything. It took him a while to get him out and everything. But um, you know, um, eventually he came out, mm. and um, you know it was a C-section. It was C-section planned C-section because. His older brother was an emergency section. They didn't want to have. They didn't want to have to go through that again. So they kind of said, if after forty, you know, uh, if, if you, after the um, uh, what's it called, nine months or whatever, if he wasn't out, you know, he would, they'll bring him out after the you my expected, you know, expected day of delivery. If he doesn't come naturally, he'll be brought out. And that's what Ooh. they did. They brought him out. Yeah. So uh, you know, and then he did because. They said his oxygen level was low. They had to push him to ICU. So, you know, it was a different birth for me because I didn't get to bond with my baby. Mm. Uh, I had a C-section, so I was also trying to heal from my wound mm. or from the operation yeah. and all that. But, you know, but eventually, you know, he got discharged. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I think he got discharged before me, actually. So, mm. they brought him up to me. And then eventually, they sent us home. Yeah. Now, while he was in hospital, we noticed that he had four toes on one feet. <laughs> <laughs> and five on the other and I'm like oh my god I mean I don't know when I heard that I just say I cried I didn't understand oh, like, oh, why are you crying I was like why, why would he have four toes yeah. to the yeah. they're, like, they're like you know it's okay you, know, yeah. you can still walk with four toes and everything mm. and then we came came home mm-hmm. um, you know still not I mean obviously he had his club foot he had already put him in bandage so he was ready from day one he was ready his feet were bandaged up and everything yeah. uh, you know but that was already what we were expecting yeah and I, you know, and then I, you know, but then I noticed that he wasn't a child that cried a lot. I didn't hear him cry, yeah. and when sometimes I'm actually carrying him, and I look down, and I can see his eyes, tears, but I'm mm-hmm. not hearing him cry. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering, okay, I'm, I'm still thinking about that, mm-hmm. and um, I have the community nurse come and see us and mm-hmm. weigh him, and said, you know, his weight had dropped significantly because I was breastfeeding. I wasn't, it wasn't bottle feeding or anything yeah. like that. Yeah. And so here we were, the rush, and called an ambulance, rushed us into hospital. Mm. Um, and then it just found that I had the facial pulses, so he wasn't um, 
unable to suck and they had missed that in the they had missed that in the hospital because initially it was being fed through the uh, through the, the tubes. tubes okay okay so they that they had missed that mm-hmm. and then that's there that was when my journey started and i and i was like what's going on here and then you know and they said oh, he's got a facial palsy so he can't suck and they had to find you know so he can't i couldn't suckle him and i wasn't expressing as much milk as you know was required for him mm-hmm. They had to start looking for the special feeder for him yes. to be able to suck because he had he didn't have the ability to suck at all. Yeah. Um, and they eventually found this special bottle mm-hmm. that take you know that would just be dripping it. <laughs> I remember that bottle. Yes. Mm. <laughs> special mm-hmm. bottle. That yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know, and then I and then I was having to and remember I was still healing from my wound. So like just days after his birth mm-hmm. so we were back in hospital for a number of days yeah. and like, i remember just getting angry with god wow. and i was like you know what god i've served you mm. all as long as i know mm-hmm. since i was a child mm. why why mm. why would you do this why would mm. you let this happen mm. why me mm. <laughs> and then i heard god say to me why not you yeah. <laughs> and i'm like what what do you mean by why not? You know, if <laughs> if my wife, when you think of just this situation alone, you know, it mm-hmm. just it takes me back to the book of Job. Remember, where mm-hmm. in um, is it chapters uh, three when he talked about uh, when you know everything that he that had sort of like happened to him and he made that statement. I know that statement mm-hmm. always rings in my head when he says that. Mm-hmm. But the thing I feared most has come upon me. And I'm looking at yes. I'm thinking about you now and thinking about how mm-hmm. you were one of the things that you were really most afraid of as a child was having a child yes. sick. So how did yes. you go on? Sorry, I just it was no, I know, but I agree with you. And, mm-hmm. and, and I think it taught me to not be afraid of anything. Mm-hmm. So I don't want anything to come against me. <laughs> That's <laughs> a good one. That is a Honestly, good one. I've been fused. So I tell yeah. myself I'm not afraid of anything then, again. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Because, mm-hmm. you know, because yeah. I feel like, I feel like, mm-hmm. you know, just by saying it or thinking mm-hmm. it, it'll happen. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, like you rightly said, Job was afraid of his dreams yeah. singing. He was constantly refining yeah. <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. And, you know, eventually yeah. what happened to guys, you know. Yeah. And, and I guess when that happened, he just realized like in fact I mm-hmm. I know when I read the book of Job, what we mm-hmm. um what I what I really take to mind is the fact that um you know it was not until they said to him that his children had all but, died mm-hmm. and he then said he worshipped God. Yeah. Because I guess, you know, and I can understand mm-hmm. how he felt because at that point there's no other person to turn to yeah. God. But even though I was angry with God mm-hmm. and I didn't want to talk to him yeah. and I was really upset about mm-hmm. it and you know and I was feeling sorry for myself. Mm-hmm. And so a friend comes to see me while I'm in hospital and she starts to tell me because she's a doctor yeah. she starts to tell me about one of her patients that had come to see her that she was going through depression mm. I was like what's wrong with her she's like oh that her, her daughter was pregnant first child mm. was in labor mm-hmm. went to hospital mm-hmm. she was only three centimeters dilated so they sent her home yeah. and until she was you know further down further in the um, dilation process yeah. and then she comes in the next day mm. Um, and the child had died. Oh my God! It was still the child was still birth. Oh, you know, such a shame. And so the dust, and so this was the grandmother being depressed about the whole thing. Yeah. Again, and I, I just said myself, and I said, and I'm here, feeling sorry for myself. Mm. I have my child; he's alive. Yeah. You know, yeah. So whatever the problem mm. is, we'll get through it. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that was when I just went back to God. I said to God, I'm sorry. <laughs> 
for getting angry in the first place. Oh, for <laughs> man, that must for have been. Angry. Mm. <laughs> because you know, sometimes we we think our problems are, are, are bigger than everybody mm-hmm, else. Mm-hmm, you get other people's mm-hmm, problems, and you mm-hmm. realize that well, our just take problem. Yeah, yeah, and, with and, it. and deal with this honestly, <laughs> honestly. You know? So that, that was for me. I think God wanted me to hear that message yeah. that you know there are other people that are going through bigger mm-hmm. things than you're going through. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I, you know, so I kind of said, okay, I'm sorry. I prayed about it, and then you know, and that was when I gave. That was when this, his name came to mm-hmm. me. His name, which is kindly to true, yeah. means that in all things we need to praise so God. Much, you know, and everything. And um, and you know, but it's been hard. It's a hard journey for us mm-hmm. because then, you know, I mean, he had his operation. It's kind of uh, corrected his club, um, club. You know, it took him three years to walk. Mm. You know, it's when he's there walking, because he has his facial palsy, mm. and then, and then, um, you know, he's not, he's non-verbal, mm. and just for us to be told that he's on the spectrum. And I, I know that there he was on the spectrum. Mm. I just felt like my whole world had stopped, mm. and I thought, you know, it's mm. almost like it's not getting any better. Mm. You know, you're, you're just, you know, you know, when will he get better? Mm. And you no, know, and sometimes ignorance is a good thing because yeah. I was ignorant, okay. totally ignorant to to that journey that I was going to have with my son. Okay. And, and maybe maybe it's a good thing in the sense that if I knew, mm. uh, I would probably be having very afraid, a lot more afraid. Mm. I mean, as I have that with fear, mm. but I'd have been a lot more afraid of what the future held for yeah. me. Uh, but because I wasn't really aware of what autism was about, mm-hmm. and I did go and read about mm-hmm. it, but I, you know, and I know they kept saying it's a, it's a lifelong disease, mm-hmm. a lifelong ailment, um, mm-hmm. you know. But you know, mm-hmm. uh, but it's also made me very strong in my faith mm-hmm. uh, because I know that the doctors have their own views of things, and I respect that a yeah. lot. But I know, but I, I also believe that God is the final, has the final say. Mm-hmm. And I also believe that God is the master, the, the master practitioner or master doctor, and you know, and you know, and you know, when you read the Bible and you hear of people that were like one of the stories that gives me hope all the time is the man with the withered hand. I don't know why it gives me hope, but it gives me hope that you know, a, you know, a child bought or a man that was born with a withered hand, a withered hand. I mean, even now, no doctor can correct a withered hand. Right, a hand I shrivel yes, up, a hand yes. that you know what I mean? no doctor can. I mean, they God opened my eye to that region and I was like, you know what? This man was born with a withered hand, mm. and I restored it like mm. so. If you, you can't hold on to the fact that autism is not, you know, it's not, it's, yeah, it's I mean, according to man, it's not, you know, you can't heal it, but not according to God, right? So, that I and every time I want to feel sad again. God has a way of bringing that story back to my mind, <laughs> like a weeded hand, a weeded hand, you know. And then obviously the story of Lazarus being raised from the mm-hmm. dead, another mm-hmm. one that really, mm-hmm. really, really resonates mm-hmm. with me. And then the third one is um, the story of the uh, the man born blind. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and, but I go like because when I pray mm-hmm. for uh, for kindly, I always pray that my my god make our miracles sound like a mm-hmm. life like that man that was born mm-hmm. blind because you know they have any meetings they mm-hmm. have they had meetings with the man they had meetings with yeah. the parents yeah. <laughs> tell us more <laughs> they couldn't believe it are you sure this guy was born blind <laughs> you know <laughs> and everything mm-hmm. and, you know, and so that gives me hope and I just when people ask so some people ask oh how can you still be how can you still trust in God mm-hmm. how can God have done this to you mm-hmm. and, you know and like I said I've gone through that journey where 
you know i that i'm that i'm not depressed or that i'm not sad because you know I, in fact i never thought i'd be able to handle it you know what i mean i know that that strength has not come from me the strength comes from the fact that i have a father that loves me it's still from the fact that i have a father that i believe can do all things and if he chooses not to do it it's still for his own glory you know and i genuinely believe that it's not because i'm not i'm not sure can he or can't he you know i just and i firmly believe that everything works together for the good of those that love him and to be honest you know this experience with my son has actually made me more aware of things around me more compassionate towards other people and you know and, and i think you know autism is one thing that people don't really understand yeah. and a lot of people have yeah. it they might be functioning okay mm. but they have some awkwardness or social lack of some social skills, skills yeah. people start to laugh absolutely them. but it's not it's not it's not because they are behaving mm. badly it's because that's just the condition yeah and you know and so i'm more you know when i see other parents struggling mm. I, I won't go help them mm-hmm. you know I mean my son is um, you know like I said he's non-verbal mm-hmm. I'm believing that you know, God is going to give him his yeah. speech and, um, and I'm believing totally believing that he's going to take the whole thing mm-hmm. away and I know when I say something people think you're naive mm-hmm. maybe I'm naive but let's see if my God will not come and help mm-hmm. with my naivety and all but yeah so it's, it's but it's hard it's hard as a mm-hmm. parent to see your child struggle mm-hmm. but I think in, in, in your naivety is even where God comes in with his own strength because he says that he uses the foolish things of men you know to, to, to exalt himself he uses all of this you know he, he trashes our wisdom when we feel like yes we know it all that's when he now tells us oh no you don't you might know it all in terms of like being grounded with your foundation in the word of God yes you know it yeah. all when it comes to that but when it comes to the ways of God, his ways are mysterious and the Bible does not tell us anything less. And I think knowing that and believing in that word is something that would help every one of us in whatever shape or form we find ourselves to take the next step, you know. Mm-hmm. And oh, it's, it's, it's interesting. Every time I know that you and I have been friends forever and I know a part of your story, but every time you talk about it, it sheds a new light to me in terms of like thinking about other people with children where where mm-hmm. you, it, it, you you can look at it in two ways in terms of it helps you to glorify God in what you have you know so you yeah. have seen both sides yeah. of the coin and it helps you to also glorify God in what you don't have in saying that father I'm yes, still looking true. up to you for this because the bible tells us anyway he says that his blessings are, his blessings enriches you know it adds no mm-hmm. sorrow to mm-hmm. it so sometimes when I think of that particular passage that particular verse in proverbs when i when i when yes. i dwell on it i i i, I it, it helps me to look at the good in any situation that is bad mm-hmm. it, it, mm-hmm. It, and you know sometimes when i see capable and i'm looking at him and i'm hearing the voice of the lord telling me in my mind that this is who you're seeing when i'm finished with him you know and my mm. glory comes upon him mm. you would even see him in a different light and then the people of the world will see him in a different light and you yeah. know it's 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 amazing when 
it's, it's amazing when we think about these kind of things and we think about the word of god in terms of looking at children but, but, that have been sick oh my god yeah. but you know you are also my, my <laughs> okay i mean i don't know yeah you, you, you say that I, uh, you say that all yeah the time. i say that because you know because <laughs> because um you know i mean i mean and you're going to share, you know you're going to share yeah. a story now i think you just based on like your yeah. own story but I just kept saying, but how did Bola mm. do this? Um, mm. I mean, this is my second. Mm. And that was <laughs> you know, my first. Was my oh my God. Know, your first. Honestly. I like, how did you do And I'm asking you again now. How did to be honest that? with you, I, that's where you know, that's what I said, that when the strength of man, before your strength even starts, don't even say when the strength of man finishes, God comes in. God comes in. Mm-hmm. And I think for mm-hmm. me, it was even worse. I, I, I'm not saying it's worse, like it's worse than other people's situation, but I'm saying that for me, I was a new Christian and yeah. it was significant yeah. for me. This is my, I'm a new Christian. I'm just going into this religion and accepting this guy that I know that he loves me and I'm throwing everything that I have into this relationship with God. And then I meet my husband mm-hmm. and I'm married and I moved into a totally different country. And then I'm pregnant mm-hmm. within a few months of getting married and I'm saying, oh yes, God is you know, I've been told that everything for me would fall. The lines would fall on me in pleasant places. This is everything happening just the way it should have been, you know, right? And then I, I'm pregnant and I have this amazing child. And I think I should have noticed before I had him, you know, few months before then, you know how you, you, you feel like, okay, you're a newlywed. And sorry to say that, but... I didn't know I was pregnant because I was still pregnant and I was still seeing my period and I was I, I just thought that mm-hmm. it was just normal I didn't even know but I knew that I was having some kind of pains and when I told my husband oh I'm not feeling too well I'm having pains and then he says okay we need to do a test and I'm like tests I'm on my period what test are you doing we went to the hospital and and I thought okay this period is not is not ending women will have our clothes about three to four five days at most this is like weeks mm-hmm. ongoing and it's not stopping and then did the test found that i was pregnant and you know it was mixed feelings you know joy and then they told me oh you need to rest mm-hmm. because bleeding means that you might be losing the baby so my feet was up and i was like oh my god and then i had him very painful mm-hmm. birth for my oh my god very painful mm-hmm. so i had him and uh, in the hospital um he wasn't eating he was very very tiny as a baby and because he was really Uh small as the baby they wouldn't let us go home unless he eats so yeah Uh so i was in the hospital they feed him every time he takes on the food his stomach gets distended and he he brings it back up and they were wondering what's going on they did all the tests they checked him top or bottom the only thing that we didn't notice was that he hadn't pulled you know like the first baby pulled so they were thinking okay yeah, if yeah, he hadn't so eaten yeah, then yeah. he should have pulled why isn't he pulling and you know and then his dad picked him up checked him from top to toe and then put the baby back and then called another doctor in the other doctor came in checked him and they had this doctor doctor to doctor conversation and i was thinking okay what's going on here so they had that conversation and then I asked him what's going on and then he showed me his bottom and said it's not opened and I was like oh is that why they said yes he hasn't pulled so because his bottom is not open he can't pull from there and um he's not eating that's why he's not eating that's why he's not keeping his food down so I said ah you know 
I started praying immediately. I wasn't overly worried because for me, you could just see the bottom was there, but it was just like it was covered with flesh. In fact, <laughs> if I was ignorant, they knew that. If we are not calling for a doctor, you know what it Lots of things that I glorify the name of God for for this birth, and one of it is the fact that He was born here. I think for me, if he was born in Nigeria, I would probably have called the um, old midwives and they would have tried to slit his bottom with maybe a blade or something. Yeah, because it was, you could see his bottom was formed and it was just the skin that was covering it. And I was just thinking, oh, all you need to do is slit it, it will heal over and you can pull and everything. But before I knew what was happening, they put a tube in his nose to p- remove every excess that he's had. They put it on, 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 on a drip and uh, we were in an ambulance and off we went to the children's hospital and what seemed to be like a journey where people go in and they're back in two days i was in the hospital for the next six months and about three months we were in the hospital we had i had to leave him there and go back home and for me that was even more harrowing you know he was sleeping in there i had to you know breast leave my 